0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome back to the NBA front office show Everything's going to be okay. Keith and I, before we went on the air, we just got all of our ranting done with, we complained about the kind of stuff that people our age complained about. So now we can just focus in on NBA basketball. Welcome to the show. Make sure you are subscribing to the NBA front office, YouTube channel, push it for 30,000 subscribers. Help us out by hitting that subscribe button. Keith starting a new week. How are you doing? I'm doing good, yeah, those kids better stay off my lawn, man. otherwise, they're <laughs> gonna
2: hear it. I'll shake my fist at them like they wouldn't believe.
1: oh that that's that is super threatening. Stand out on the porch, <laughs> shake the maybe you know, hold the rake, shake your fist., yep. stay off my lawn. yeah, that's exactly. It. yeah, it's funny. I do kids even get on
2: people's lawns anymore? Like the kids in our neighborhood, it's like they jump off the bus and then they they all immediately go home like no nobody plays outside in our neighborhood it's, it's weird.
1: actually sad it's because all they want to do is just be on be on their phones and on their devices and all that as i say this on a show that gets you know blasted out over the sure. internet but right. uh, but yeah that's what it is and this is like this is, i said we weren't going to rant and rave too much this is a total aside <laughs> from from coaching and teaching at the junior high level for a long long time what we noticed and my fellow coaches we talked about this a lot was even just during my time we noticed that what's happened uh, with kids now is our athletes are still are still our athletes? They're still out, they're still out there, they're doing the physical stuff. All the other kids are falling way off, though. The kids, because yeah. they're not doing any, they're going home, they're sitting, they're sitting on their phones, sitting on tablets, sitting on stuff like that. They're not going out and playing and stuff. So when they go to like run the mile or something like that, it just in my time teaching, it got so much worse from when I started when I finished. Uh, and it's a little bit concerning. I'll say that it, it is definitely concerning. I can see that. Yep, yep, yep. No more going, no more coming home when the streetlights are on and drinking from the hose and all that.
2: Man, that nothing tastes as good as that hose water either. I mean,
1: that's, that's right.
2: The best on a hot summer day, for sure. All right, well, we'll <laughs> climb on the porch in our rockers. Another that's day. That's right. With,
1: with our uh, those darn jeans. kids. Let's talk some basketball, Keith. Let's let's start with your Celtics. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy. Jeff Van Gundy signing on with the Boston Celtics. We knew that he was going to wind up somewhere. Mm-hmm. Getting cut by uh, by ESPN, yeah. you know, a lot of people didn't enjoy his his commentary. I thought he would chime in with some pretty good points every now and then. He would go far afield, but then again, so do we. So you know that 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 happens. Uh, but but what do you? What's his role going to be here with this? From what I saw, he's even going to be dealing stuff with with stuff with the G League. Yeah, it sounds like
2: he's. There is, I mean, his title is senior consultant and Mm -hmm. that's what he's going to do. He's going to help the coaching staff, both at the NBA level and the G League level. And it sounds like he's going to do some stuff with Brad Stevens and the folks in the front office as well. So I I think it's, um, you know, as Joe Missoula put it, anytime you can add another really smart basketball person into your room, it's a good thing. A lot of people immediately jumped on. He's there to replace Joe Missoula if things don't go well and this and that. And I, I don't think that's the case. I, I think that would more likely be someone like Sam Cassell uh, or Charles Lee, who are on the bench as his as lead assistant coaches. Um, I think they're, that would be more likely, but I don't think they're not, anything's happening with Joe Missoula anyway. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's Van Gundy. Like you said, he was clearly going to do something in basketball. I think for a while now it's the signs have been I think he wanted to get back to a team and do something on the team side. And this allows him to to do that without the full grind of traveling around and, you know, being on the road half the Uh year and all that stuff.
1: And that makes sense. That makes sense because, you know, travel like that not fun necessarily but this is you know another smart basketball mind that the celtics pick up so nice move for them um, and if you
2: follow the celtics beat writers he mm-hmm. they they've posted pictures on uh twitter today from practice where he's uh he, he's in the gym he's he's in the gym with the team so
1: every time i think of jeff van gundy I think of him like holding on for dear life in the middle of that scrum. And it's been decades since yeah. then. And that's just always the first thing I go to.
2: I have, and I wish I could have had the foresight, you know, 20 third got maybe 30 years ago almost, 25 years ago, when he got fired as the head coach of the Knicks. I had um I have this very vivid memory of the image yes old, old, old Espn.com used. Mm -hmm. when it was the breaking news he just had the absolute saddest look on any human's face i've ever seen like it was just like and it wasn't from being fired it was from i think it was from uh, from a game earlier that season and i was just like man what a perfect like picture sometimes right you remember I i know your your fingers don't really work for the writing as much as they used to anymore because mm-hmm. you're on youtube for 38 hours a day um but it's uh i do, do you remember when you felt like you wrote something and you found the perfect picture yes so like it was like you just like oh man i nailed it with i, this I one. do the
1: same thing now and i'm creating thumbnails or there when i go. can find yeah. the perfect, perfect pun to put in the title I just, i yeah. feel so good
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So that, that's, that was just one of those things where I'm like, man, they picked the absolute perfect image for this one.
1: If you had that today, that would be like an instant meme. Right. I know. And I've looked,
2: I have looked for it for more hours than I should ever admit. Okay? Like I spent time <laughs> looking for it and,
1: and you, just, you're Googling yeah. Jeff Van Gundy's sad face.
2: Yeah. And what's funny is someone's going to either hit me up on Twitter, email, or in the comments of the show with like is this it and they'll have found it within like they're, 10 seconds right
1: they're gonna find it on like the the web archives or yeah. something like that somewhere yep that's right i'm happen. still
2: figuring out this internet
1: thing yeah, that's right that's right it's ever changing ever changing don't get me started on tiktok all right um the knicks monitoring carl anthony towns at this point shouldn't the knicks be monitoring every star level player like that's kind of where they're aren't at. They always yeah yeah i guess that's true too aren't they always but I don't if I'm the Wolves, like I think the Wolves are better than people are giving them credit for. Um I guess they they could get off to a slow start and maybe something happens there, but I would be surprised if the Wolves are anywhere close to being ready to move on from Cat. If they have a disastrous season, maybe next summer, but Otherwise, I think they they've invested so much in Rudy Gobert and, and building around the duo of Gobert and Towns. They kind of have to let this play out, especially as Anthony Edwards continues to ascend to another tier of superstardom.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, this one's always hard because this is OK. So what does this actually mean? Right. right. Like like we're not hearing any kind of rumors that the uh, the wolves have any interest in moving carl anthony towns i i know we've all speculated of like all right, they really gonna figure it out with gobert because now you've you know if those two don't work you have those two plus anthony edwards plus whatever they pay Jaden mcdaniels plus other guys on the roster and this team's going to be deep into the tax and you can't be that if you're uh you know, mid-level team, if you're mm-hmm. you really know, just okay, playoff team, but that's it, nothing more. You can't go that deep into the tax for that. So I think that's probably starting to put a lot of pieces together that I don't know are really quite ready to be stuck together just yet. So, I mean, I get it right. Yeah, of course. But you know, that's like saying there's 28 other teams that are monitoring uh, towns too. So right. um, it was also, let's be clear on this. The report came out, from a Knicks beat writer, uh, was, I believe it was Stephen Bondy, um, and I'm not saying he's doing anything wrong, but it was because the Timberwolves were in Minnesota, and part of the question was Tom Thibodeau was asked, you know, hey, you coached him, like what, you know, what have you seen since you coached him with the Wolves? And Tibbs, you know, was very effusive in his praise Mm -hmm. of Towns and how much he's grown his game and, you know, all those sorts of things. And then it was kind of added on in there. And, you know, the sources say Tibbs would love to coach him again. And the Knicks are monitoring the situation. And that's kind of where it all blew up from there. But, yeah, just one of those things, I guess. You know, sure. I'm monitoring him too, I guess.
1: I I mean, it's something. It's nothing until it's something. Yep. Right. At some point, Towns could hit the trade market, but – Every, like, the you should. I should be able to replace Knicks with any team name, and it should be a true statement. Yeah. Cause if, yeah. even if you're not in the running, even if you have no trade assets to get the player, if you're not monitoring all of these guys, you're not doing your job. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Hey, when you say you're high on the wolves, yeah. Like,
2: like, how high are you on the wolves?
1: I'm high in that I think they are a. I think they're a playoff team in the Western Conference. I'm seeing what a lot of people are doing because when we're putting out there like, hey, there's at least one good team that's not even going to make the play-in in the West. I'm seeing a lot of people picking the Wolves. And I think it's because they've struggled over the years, because you know they made the play-in last year, but people are forgetting Towns was hurt for a good chunk of the year last year. And I think that they, given the wing depth that they've got, given the, uh, the rise of Anthony Edwards, I think they're going to be more firmly in the mix than what people are giving them credit for. I'm not saying they're the one seed or something like that, but I think they're a better team than people think. They shouldn't be the automatic team that we point to and say, "Oh, that's the team that's that's not going to make it." I don't know, I think they're pretty good.
2: Yeah, it, it's interesting. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. They're firmly in that mix for me. Like I was I was starting to play around with ordering my player, their teams rather, and then Mm -hmm. ordering the, um, you know, then kind of like half-heartedly assigning win totals to try to get to the number um, of wins and losses on both sides. Mm -hmm. And it was very interesting as I was going through it, I was a little like, all right, so I got, you know, the, these guys here and in the West, like I feel pretty confident in Denver and Phoenix at the the top and not saying they're definitely going to finish one, two. But like I feel very confident they're gonna be, you know, for sure top six teams in mm-hmm. the West. And th- that I would hope there's nothing controversial there. Then I feel very confident that Portland, San Antonio, and Houston are not gonna make the playoffs. Yep. It's that 10 teams in the middle where it's like, holy cow, like those 10 teams I had just just sneak preview. I had a 10 game difference between those 10 teams total.
1: It's gonna so, be insane.
2: Yeah, it's just I mean, it's so compact, and exactly. and this is gonna be one. I mean, people are gonna get tired of hearing me say it at least on this show, is like, man, you're without a guy for two weeks. If you yeah. have a you know, four-game losing streak, you might lose four places in the standings and may not be able to make them up. And you Who know, that's healthy. that's gonna to be
1: tough. Yep. Who stays healthy in the west? Yep. The west is it's, it's not the east, that's for sure. The west, yeah. if you if you miss any time, you could be done we'll see
2: yeah and that's not to say there aren't good teams in the east because i think at the east oh, no. The, the, east, the east is just
1: very top heavy
2: yeah i think the east you you get down to like six and then after that you're kind of like all right well exactly a few of these teams will emerge and they'll be you know, okay Where well, yeah and it's it yeah it's just that that middle of the western conference is just so jam-packed with teams where you know you could very easily tell me too one of them Passes Denver and Phoenix in the regular season, and you know finishes you know as the top regular season team mm-hmm. in the conference. And I'm really not going to argue too hard on on just about any of them. Maybe Utah, I might be a little like eh, I don't know that I see that, but like almost anybody else, okay, yeah. If it all comes together the right way, sure. Yeah,
1: I, I've looked at it this way. Yeah. Whoever, if you want to make your rankings in the West, whoever you put put eleventh. That fan base can justifiably be mad.
2: Yes, agreed.
1: And it doesn't matter who it is. You, you can, whoever you put there in that 11, unless, and you know, if you, unless you like Houston jumps up or you put them there or sure. something like that. But yeah. any of the, the top teams, you put them in 11, they're going to be like, you don't even have us as a playoff team. Are you kidding me? Look at our roster, you know, and they'll be right. upset and justifiably so yeah. because there's that many good teams. Um, yeah, and, yeah. And I think too,
2: as long as you don't get silly and do something like, Denver's in the play-in tournament. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. yeah, I don't know that anybody should, you know, get too argumentative about the order of the other teams, you know, either. So, yeah, I'm with you, man. It's it really is crazy, and. Like every day, I find myself. I'm like, eh, I'm gonna move them up because I kind of like like their, their team a little more. And then then I move you know another team down, and I'm like, eh, I don't know. I feel good about that.
1: So right, you know,
2: but we get we get a week to go. We'll we'll settle on it eventually.
1: Eventually, eventually, we'll get there. <laughs> but uh, man, it, it really does feel like like just flipping a coin, right? Just picking yeah. the West Just flip a coin, and however it lands, we'll we'll just do a bunch of those, and that's the order. Right. There it is. Um, James Harden sounds like he might might actually play a little bit in preseason here for the 76ers but does not feel any better about Daryl Morey still like to be traded we'll see if it happens you know, there was a little bit in the in the recent report that came out I'm trying to remember who it came out from but but that said that you know the only thing holding up a James Harden trade is Daryl Morey and I'm like okay well that tells you what side what side the report <laughs> came from <laughs> right yeah and there's been
2: a little bit of the, you know, if the Clippers would just give up Terrence Mann, this would already be done. Yep. Um, I, I think it was Woj added, I think it was on Friday, maybe, but it might have been a different day. But, uh, that you know, if if uh, the whatever the, the Sixers get in a hardened trade, they're going to look to flip yes. to get another all star player. And then people are like, then why wouldn't the Clippers just use that to go get the all star player themselves, right? Which is, you know not necessarily untrue you know it's 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 very you know i think i think rightfully so most people are like i'm done with this i don't want to hear about this anymore yeah you know like oh, i'm finished so yeah i think it's uh you know, one of those things where i i i get it right these there's a lot of non-updates but we also don't want to skip it because it's james harden right and there was yeah. new things said so we're gonna cover it
1: yeah yeah i mean uh, there was something new with it, but again, it doesn't mean that a trade's happening soon or anything like that. We're—I mean—it's just negotiating through the media. The only thing holding up a Daryl Morey trade is or uh, a James Harden trade. A <laughs> Daryl Morey trade might get James Harden to stay in Philly. Yeah, I don't it, know. James would be but, probably. But the <laughs> only thing to hold up a James Harden trade is Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey's probably saying no. The only thing to hold up a James Harden trade is the Clippers offering Terrence Mann. And it, it's like we're—they're—they're they're in, they're in a staring contest, and and we'll see what happens. And again. All eyes on Philly. We'll see. Does James Harden go out there and play well? Or does he go out there and play like he did at the end of his Rockets tenure? Yeah, and I would
2: not, if he plays well in quarter, half, whatever he plays of the last preseason game or whatever it is that he gets out there, I would not take that as like the be-all, end-all of, you know, see, he's fine. He's going to really work hard and be committed. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't He knows how this game is played.
1: Yeah yeah he'll he'll go out there show everybody what he can do and then go okay i'm done and here you go that will not be oh man this is this situation it's not good it's not good all Thank right you. speaking of not good Najee marshall out to the pelicans keep the injuries already yeah so this is one of those things where in the
2: west right like yeah this is these, these are piling up for new orleans
1: yeah, I mean, we're they're already they're dealing with what is it? Larry Nance. I mean, Zion is healthy. Yeah. Knock, knock on wood. I mean, Brandon that's, that's the that's the biggest thing, right? Sure. That that Zion stays healthy, but you're missing some of your your peripheral players here. Um, yep. you're you're missing Larry Nance. You're, you're missing uh, who's the the shooter that just went out? Trey uh, Murphy. Trey Murphy. I don't know why. Yeah. Trey Murphy, Najee good.
2: Marshall, Jose Alvarado's just getting that's back. Right. Uh, uh, Herb Jones got hurt in the same game Najee Marshall did. Mm -hmm. Sounds like that's just day to day and he'll be okay. But yeah, I mean, this is a team that had, when they've got everybody, they've got pretty good depth. You're you're probably too deep at every position and you feel pretty good about where you're going. But now you're you're potentially starting the year pressing some of these younger guys, some of these unproven guys, into minutes, and that's kind of messy. I mean, we saw how good this team was for – what was it 20 25 games last mm-hmm. year uh you know maybe maybe slightly more but in that range um they were at the top of the west and they were and they were playing like it too like they were really playing well and then Zion gets hurt and then Ingram misses time and then it just snowballed and they they weren't as good the rest of the way but man, this is not how you want to start the season. You got to wonder if you're in New Orleans, it's like, man, we, we cursed. Like what is happening here? Like, why is this every year for us? Like, you know, just when things look good, we start losing key players.
1: Yeah. This is, um, not again, like we just said in the Western conference, it'll be tough to, to withstand injuries. That's not good for New Orleans. Again, the most important thing is, is Zion and Brandon Ingram, their, their health. And so far, you know, Zion is, is out there and he's good, but, um, This is not the way that you want to be starting the season. So hopefully they can get clear of these injuries. Mm -hmm. Um, No progress right now on an extension for Klay Thompson, but nothing really to worry about here. Again, he said he doesn't want to leave. We talked about this last week that he wants to stay with the Warriors and how commendable that is to get to play your entire career with one team is is something that's fairly unique uh, in this day and age. And so I'm not... I don't think this means much of anything just they just they they don't have a deal done yet but yet is the keyword it will get done.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, he wants to be there. He's too important to the franchise to watch him go play anywhere else. I said it when we talked about this the other day. I don't want to see him play anywhere else. I'd like to see him finish with, with the Warriors. Uh as an aside, he can sign his extension all the way through June 30th. He, he's on an expiring deal. He, mm-hmm. he all the way through June thirtieth, I was asked because the extension rules are complicated in the NBA. They they are there's something admittedly even with what I do, I still have to go back and relook at them to make sure I'm I'm right on what it is I'm writing or I'm going to talk about. And there's times even you and I will finish. And I'm like, did I say that correctly? And then I worry about it until you know, no one calls me on, and then I assume okay, I guess I did okay, or just nobody knows better anyway. But <laughs> Somebody asked me, like, why is Clay Thompson eligible all year, but other guys are till next week, till a week from now through the 23rd? And simplest way I can answer that is if you're on an expiring contract or a contract with an option where that option can become declined, whether a team or player, and it can become expiring, you are extension eligible through June 30th. Because what would happen is, you're either expiring or they decline your option. Your deal becomes expiring. So you're eligible all the way through June 30th for anybody else. If you have multiple years left on your contract, you have to get it done by by the start of the season basically so the last mm. day of the off season is your last day so rookie scale extensions work the same way uh they are last day of the regular season all of that is next week so it's uh the 23rd a week we're recording this on the 16th monday monday the 23rd's the, the drop dead day for getting extensions done for guys coming off first round rookie scale deals or guys who have more than one year left on their contract
1: All right, good to know and we'll certainly keep an eye on on all of that and see if these guys get their extensions done but with Clay. Like you said, no rush, You can get it done. Yeah. I mean, this this could be something that as we're talking about free agency and rumors in June about like who may sign where, Clay Thompson signs with Warriors can come out and it's not a free agent signing, it's an, an it's an extension.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and now you could see it go maybe the free agency route and maybe clay clay could get a no trade clause he would be eligible for that because he's he's been with the team obviously long enough mm-hmm. and uh he could be eligible but i don't think you know he's gonna push for it really that way so yeah my guess is probably if not sometime within the next week probably by mid-season you know we hear yeah you know, all right this is done and we're moving on and then yeah you know, right. done meaning done like done. Signed extension. It's, it's finished they cool. got
1: it yeah. they got it completed exactly not. Yeah, not that they're done with each other. In the <laughs> I'm done? I'm out. <laughs> yeah, that's it. No, that's not <laughs> happening. That's not happening. All right, another extension. Uh, Derek White and the Celtics talking extension. I don't have his contract deals in front of me. So, what category does he fall in? Is he an October 31st guy or is he a June 30th guy? It's October 23rd. 23rd. Sorry. <laughs> God. Yeah, that's okay. Hey, there's too many different days with all <laughs> October this. October 31st the is
2: season. the deadline to pick up rookie scale team options. Um, so that, that is an actual deadline. But that's, uh, that's a different one.
1: The, um, NBA, the NBA, even for me, just simplifying all of this NBA, come on.
2: <laughs> yeah. So Derek White is an October 23rd guy. He's got two years left. He's got this year at 18.4 million, next year at 19.6 million. So if he doesn't reach an extension agreement by next week, he'll have to go into next year. And then it really, what it does is it delays everything till July first, and on mm-hmm. July first, he becomes extension eligible again, and then they can, you know, do the whole dance all over again if they they want to do that. But you know, uh, D- Derek White also apparently, D'Angelo Russell's like idol. Um, that's that's, that's who he, right. he wants to be when he grows up. But um, you know, I I know I texted you about this. D'Angelo Russell has had some like really refreshingly like honest quotes in the last what week where, like, he basically said, like, hey, no, I'm very much paraphrasing. But, like, I know I'm going to be fine offensively, but if I want to play and be on the floor, I need to defend better. I wasn't a good defender. If I can't do that, I'm not going to play. And then he talked about, hey, I want to try to be like Derek White, like be a part of things and try to be, you know, a better defender, uh, You know, which was kind of, kind of cool. I mean, I had a little bit of fun with the Derek White thing of, like, wait, Lakers are trying to emulate Celtics? Like, what are we <laughs> dogs and cats are you know living together in peace and all that stuff but I mean yeah I mean good for D'Lo you know yeah. for you know being honest about his own shortcomings as a player
1: he was he he talked about getting played off the floor he talked about how he doesn't he used the word liability said I don't want to be a liability yeah. on the defensive end of the floor and we've seen that in preseason he's made some real strides not that he's a good defender now not that he's suddenly this you know excellent defender I think he's just trying not to be a bad defender and frankly mm-hmm. that's that's admirable, and he's also talked a lot—and not to go on a Delo rant—but he's talked a lot about how he understands that he's not the most athletic guy. That just physically, he can only like as much as he works on his speed and quickness and stuff, he'll never be as fast as Ja. He'll never be as quick as Jaw or, or you know any of those guys. That's just not the way he's built. And so while he works on all that stuff, he's trying to come to do things that can get around that and play his game and do the things he needs to do. So he's been very, very self-aware this, uh, this summer with what he's been talking about. So that's been, been great to hear. Yeah. I think he's
2: at the point in his career, right? Right. Where he's like, we have a chance to be a very good team. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe win a title. And if we, if we're going to, it's probably going to be because I was a big part of it or it's going to be, I wasn't a part of it because they got rid of me and they moved on because, you know, they went somewhere else. I always thought like, like I would make this point I know people like, wait, you have any kind of fun thing to say about Kyrie's time with the Celtics. I thought Kyrie Irving was a perfect example of wasn't a good defender, but he tried really hard and then he executed in the scheme. And that was all that that, mm-hmm. that can be the lone differences between being there and not now dad all went off the rails against the Bucs in the playoffs when he decided I'm covering Giannis and everybody get out of my way and the Bucs destroyed him and that whole thing fell apart and he was in Brooklyn a few weeks later a month later or whatever it was but it it really was the um, like when he was playing well with the Celtics it was he you know, really put in effort and he executed in the scheme and if guys do that you can be an average defensive player, and that that's generally enough if you're doing yeah. enough offensively. Big thing coaches want is you can't you just can't you can't every time you score two, you can't hand them back to on the other end. Yep. You know, without making anybody work for it. So you know, now we'll see the playoffs become a little bit of a different animal and that. And the Lakers obviously have other options to go to. But yeah, I just I know it was about Derek White, but since he made the quote about Derek White, I thought, you know, we i drop it in there. Cause I I like it when guys admit like. You know, too too often, too many guys are like, "Nah, man, I wasn't the problem." You know, that's not it. And then they try to act like like everybody's an idiot and doesn't know what we're watching. You know, I, I'm I'm very very thankful when a player's like, "Yeah, I was." You know, like you said, he called himself a liability. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's going to say that, then that's that's you know, good, good self awareness on his end.
1: For you know, from seeing him over the years, obviously from his time as a rookie, he's very different. Uh, yeah. In terms of the, just as a, as a person, uh, it's cool to see um, the growth. Right so is it, we, is it weird that Derek white is older than D'Angelo Russell? Like, I thought this was going to be like a looking up to my little brother thing when I first <laughs> heard the quote, you know, like I thought, sure. but just D'Lo has been in the NBA longer than, than Derek white has, so it feels year, like right? Derek white should be younger than D'Angelo Russell, but he's like a year and a half older.
2: Yeah. D'Lo, only did one year in college. Right. Right. Like did the whole, uh, you know, lower level, I want to say division two or three, and then finished at Colorado and then came in, it was an older player. So yeah, I I guess, I guess only because I know that background, but yeah, that is always fun. It is funny when you get one of those where it's like, this guy's been in the league two years and he's 25 and it's like, this guy's been in the league seven years and he's 25. Right. Right. Exactly. like, Like, you know, yeah, that's funny.
1: Like Andre Drummond had been in the NBA forever, yes. and then he was somehow still 29. Yeah, I think he's yeah. 30 now, but still. Yeah,
2: Andre Drummond's gonna be that guy where we're all, we're gonna consistently be like looking at his like basketball reference like age to be like, wait, how old is he?
1: Like what? How so, is this? Yeah. Po- like 10 years from now, we're gonna be looking at it, going, Andre Drummond is 32. Exactly. How is this possible? Right,
2: right. It feels that way.
1: It does. He's like the he's like ages and leap
2: years apparently.
1: That's what it is. That must be what it is. He must have a leap year birthday. There it is. is. Lucky him. All right. Well, I think that does it for today. We'll see what kind of NBA craziness happens between today and tomorrow. But thank you, everybody, for joining us. Make sure you are subscribing to the YouTube channel. Of course, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Till next time, everybody. See ya, and stay safe.